0: N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris, of course S-G-R This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk. Record rain and shine. Grab your shades and umbrellas. NYYST. You're hanging with the fellas.
1: Welcome back. This is episode 307 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host Christian. We're live on NYY News TV. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Chris. You. What's going on, bro? What's
0: up, bro? I know I botched the opening. It's all right, man. It's been a I'm-
1: long
0: weekend, long week. I'm I'm waiting for the Sudafed to kick in. You got the suits. You got Sudas.
1: Yeah, going going old school.
0: I hope that you're not in the camera at all this week. It'd be great. Why?
1: What
0: what do you, what do you see on your end?
1: What? That I'm fully centered. Really? That's what I
0: see. Yes. Wow, that's rough.
1: Where, where would you like me to move it? Well,
0: no, you're fine. I think as long as you, I can hear you talk. We're good. But you're the good people, there.
1: You're great there. People want to see. Us okay. They want to us okay, okay. So, before we actually get started, since you prelude to this already, that it was a rough weekend for who exactly, Chris?
0: For me and your wife, dude. we had to walk over a mile with kids okay. in the middle of Philadelphia, not the safest, and strollers, inclement weather, and we woke did- up at five in the morning.
1: Uh, what what inclement weather did you think happened Saturday morning? It was a little rainy in the beginning. Okay, it was a little rainy. Okay, all right. Yeah. And your part and your part of Philadelphia it rained, but not mine. Correct. So, for anybody that doesn't know, the Rocky Run was this past Saturday. I uh, competed in it with uh, Chris's wife, so Meg. Thank you very much for uh, for doing that with me. Uh, it was actually one of the coolest things I ever got to do. Uh, to run that route, of the, you know, I've seen that movie countless times, and to be able to do that was pretty awesome. So, you know, I got to thank Chris's wife for, uh, for egging me on and getting me to do that because it was something that I thought was going to be a bucket list, one and done thing, but we're already making plans to do it next year. So,
0: you guys are 5Kers now. I, I'm going to yeah. join it. I'm joining. I'm setting a okay. goal. All right. I, I intentionally worked out tonight for the first time Inten- in 10 years. In ten years, I intentionally worked out. I'm, I'm changing my life. I can't do this fat, you know, somewhat thin fat lifestyle anymore. I just gotta focus. I gotta put my head down. You guys were my inspiration. Uh, okay. I gotta inspiration. say, it was pretty cool. I hate to get sappy, but it was pretty cool to watch you guys work towards a goal. I think it's okay. important for the kids. You're the inspiration. Okay. You guys work towards a goal, and you fucking killed it, man. And it was just a cool. It was a cool experience. I'm not like. I love Rocky, and, we, and me and my whole family actually watched it last night. But like, I'm not into Rocky like you. Like you, fucking, your whole life revolves around Rocky. Okay. And it was still awesome. Like even if you're not into Rocky at all, it just the whole experience was awesome. I I definitely recommend it. Okay. Okay.
1: So so of course, come back from Philly and now I'm sick. Okay. I got, of course, I got the Philly flu.
0: You got the Philly flu. I got the I got the T Wade poopy butt. And I can't, I can't get past it. I'm trying to make it a whole show.
1: Well, you disrespected the waiter at the restaurant. So I did, kind of and deserve... I think
0: he poisoned me and your wife. But mm-hmm. no, I'm, I, I am proud of you guys. Congrats to you. Congrats I, to my wife. Uh-huh. She, worked really, uh-huh. she worked really fucking hard. I didn't work as hard. Well, you were injured, and it's okay. But my wife was dedicated. She was, listen, a lot of it was, was for you. She knew how important it was for you. And then in turn, it became like a huge thing for her, which was cool.
1: So now I can never say I can never say a cross word about your wife. No, now. you really can't. I'm I'm kind of fucked in that regard. You I really can't. Be, I have to be nice to her forever now.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks for you.
1: It, it does. It does kind of suck for me. It does. But,
0: but my I, goal And you know what? Hold on. Hirsch in okay. the chat just said you look like Stallone. I gotta tell you something. I'm watching Rocky last night. You got it. Who looks like Stallone? Look, you know what you gotta do? You know how the old school Asia like if you go to Asia, China, whatever, the women they wear the they use the umbrellas in the summer so that they stay pale. It's called a parasol. Okay. If you do that, if you stay out of the sun and you get real pale and shave your face clean for the next race, you fucking look just like a young Stallone. You really you're do. On, you no, really you are, do you're on crack. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll post it on our, on our Twitter, so follow us at myyst underscore podcast, right? Is that it? Yeah, underscore podcast, yes. Okay. Uh, follow us. I'm going to do a side-by-side. I'm going to alter your face a little t- so that you're clean-shaven, a little bit more pale, and I promise okay. you, you're dead on. Okay. The you're dead first on. Time you I've are. Ever... You are Young Stallone.
1: That's the first time I ever heard that. I've actually heard that I look like Aaron Rodgers before, but never Sylvester Stallone. I don't see the Rodgers. I don't see it either. Okay. Okay. Although he helped out my Giants yesterday, so that was nice.
0: Yeah, wild.
1: So, last week of the keep them uh I, I just want to close out the opening here by saying, my whole entire goal of this thing was to finish in under forty five minutes. Not thinking that I could be able to do even that, but I finished in under forty, and that was not, and that was without e- being able to train for three weeks. So, uh, pretty awesome. My goal is to be 100% going into this next year and and shaving, and shaving some time off of that. So there's another 5K coming up in uh, April that I'm looking to do, and then uh, I'll be 40, on um, believe it or not, at, wow. the, at the turn of the next Rocky run. That so might be I, your retirement run. I think that's my retirement wow. run right there. Okay. So. Okay. Well, good for you. You better be there, you son of a bitch. I'll
0: be there, and I'll be I'll be in it, and I will okay. beat both you and my wife. It, you okay. won't even be. You'll be in my fucking in uh, the dust. You know
1: what? You are saying this to be an asshole, but I'm I'm rooting for you to to pull this off. No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding.
0: I will finish it under thirty minutes. That okay. will be my goal. I I have a whole year to to complete that goal, and I need okay. something to stay focused and to okay. get myself into shape, and that I have to go extreme. So that'll be my goal.
1: Okay, don't die. Okay, right.
0: okay, okay, okay.
1: So, you know, letting this uh, Fed kick in here. This way, the Philly flu holds off for the next hour so we can All get right. through the show. The uh, the last week of the Keep'em Dump'ems are here. Ten names on the list. If you listened last week, you know that the big spoiler was that uh, we're doing Hal Steinbrenner. And uh, to kind of just jump right into this thing. First uh, time
0: doing Hal Steinbrenner,
1: right? First time doing Hal. Uh, to jump right into this thing, uh, Hal Steinbrunner gave an interview to the Yes Network, part one aired today. A huh. uh, couple things to take out of the interview here is that the the most revealing thing, I think, out of the entire uh, interview, he spoke, they aired about 10 minutes of it, and I'll air the rest on Thursday uh, during the Hot Stove Show. The most uh, revealing thing to me throughout the, the entire interview is that Hal actually knows who Peraza, Cabrera, and Anthony Volpe are.
0: They prepped him before the interview. Oh, so he
1: doesn't actually know who these I people don't think are. So. Okay. Uh, I guess just a couple of things. I mean, he just said a bunch of nonsense. I mean, I don't know what anybody was really expecting out of it. I still sat there and listened to it because you don't get a lot out of how. So I did. I did still want to sit there and listen to it. But uh, I mean, he said it's it's their wish. That's Uh, what he said in regards to signing Aaron Judge. He wants Aaron Judge to come back. Uh, It's going to come down to, I mean, what else is he going to say? He said he's had several positive conversations since the season ended. So we're in a waiting game there. Um, He said, uh, regarding Aaron Boone, he said the players respect Aaron Boone and want to win for him. If he didn't feel that way, he'd make a change. Um, He also said that, Boone is very prepared and does his homework. And then after uh, Brian Cashman checks Aaron Boone's homework, he gives Aaron Boone a snack pack to enjoy before the game. (laughs) So uh, I guess the only other thing really to come out of it is that uh, he said that Brian Cashman, uh, he doesn't want to make a change there, but they do not have an agreement. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, you don't have an agreement, but you've sent him to – Give the State of the Union address you sent to GM
0: meetings. I mean, you're, 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 you're. how much worse would it look now at this point? You got you to say at this point, how would it look worse sending him out there and then not signing him? As bad as signing him is. I mean, you just look like you don't know what the yeah. hell you're doing, which if you're a Yankee fan, you don't think he knows what the hell he's doing anyway. But just to the general public, I mean, it's just a bad look overall. And he said that he didn't want
1: to make excuses, but in the ten minutes uh, that he was interviewed for, he mentioned that the Yankees were injured going into the postseason this, about eight times. So. This
0: was the line I took out of the entire interview. I honestly, I couldn't really get past this line because not only did he say it multiple times, but it's just it's becoming the theme of the New York Yankees, and it's I don't want to make excuses, but and that's and that's it. That's that's what. If you really look back to all the adversity this team has faced in 2022, every bit of adversity has been—we're not making excuses, but—and and, and you know what? More than anything else, more than Cashman coming back, more than more than uh, you know Boone being being told he's a great manager, more than them not being able to sign Judge, more than anything else, the excuses from this team this year have been absolutely sickening. You see, I could probably get past everything else because we love this team. But when your team starts to represent you in a way that it just goes against so much, like they could sit there and make arguments, right? They can make sound arguments for bringing back Cashman. You, you know, to the stupid fan, yeah. you can say, hey, he, he's gotten us 28 straight winning seasons. We've been in the playoffs every year, blah, blah, blah. Fine. But to sit there and make excuses just goes above and beyond everything because you can see right through it, and I'm not okay with it.
1: Okay, you're not okay with it, uh, but you you
0: have to be. Okay? You I can, do, uh, listen, I mean, it's disgusting. It's disgusting.
1: But we sat here, what was it, the day after the Yankees got eliminated, right? Yeah. We recorded that the next day, and we said— you know how much credit do you give to Lemayu and Ben Benintendi not being available to the postseason for them crashing and burning the way they did? And we both said that there was some credit to it, right? To it, man. Would we'll be course. honest, right? We didn't. I I didn't go as far as saying that they would would have won the series, but it would have been a more competitive series had they had Benintendi and Lemayu. Correct.
0: Can I counter that for a second?
1: Because I feel like counter. you're getting
0: somewhere with this, and I agree I with ain't. you. Okay. I agree with you. It would have been more competitive. But here's the thing. I'm so sick of the injuries being the scapegoat. But, okay. And and I um, agree it would have been more competitive. But I'll say two things. One, it doesn't mean that they should have gotten swept. This team was w- way more talented than getting swept by the Houston Astros just because Ben Benintendi and... DJ LeMay, you weren't available. The second thing I'll say is Ben Intendi wasn't here to start the year. This was a guy you picked up. Now, Now, how many years removed are we from the 2017 season when each year we say we have to get better than the Astros? So what you're admitting to me in a certain sense is that if you didn't go out and make those moves, you're still not. See, they should have been prepared going into the season. They should have been prepared going into last season. And then you get the reinforcements to put you over the top. What you're telling me is that your reinforcement that was not available this year, that you didn't even have to start the year, would have made you somewhat better than you, than you performed. But you still weren't close to the talent. You still can't sit here and say to an actual fan who watches every game that that's the reason why you lost.
1: The point that I was trying to make is that, is that we as much as we want change and as much as we can sit here and say that even with those two guys they weren't going to beat Houston there just would have been a better series they would have had a fighting more of a fighting chance in it as much as we say that we we know that they're using they're in their brains right. they are using that as an excuse you heard how tonight say well, we weren't just the most dominant team in baseball for a couple of days. We were the most dominant team in baseball for a couple of weeks. And then we've a had months, catas- he said. a few months. Uh, and then we had catastrophic season ending injuries hit right. us. So that's the company line. <laughs> they don't think that they're that far off from being a world championship team. And that's kind of a little bit scary. But also at the same point, you know, a lot of the things that me personally, what I want them to do, I want them to, I want this roster to kind of, the core ten guys, I guess you would say, to be the same mostly. I don't want to see big sweeping changes across the board. Like, I want Judge back, I want Ben and Tendy back, I want Rizzo back. Like, okay, so where are you making the changes? To me, you're making the changes that are short and third with guys that are already here, though. You know, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, and here's the thing. I'll say two things. One. You have to ask yourself as a Yankee fan, let's just assume there were no injuries. Okay? And let's just assume the Yankees still get swept. Is Cashman still coming back?
1: And what what leg are they standing on at that point though? But but is he?
0: Is Boone still coming back? Yes. I would I would lean towards yes, but I would
1: love to hear if the Yankees were a hundred percent they had King, they had Benintending, they had LeMayu, they had everybody, you know, Frankie Montas was pitching like a a number two
0: and they still lost. I would love to hear the reason why. Okay, fine. And I'm sure they'd come up with one. But And now here's the second point. The second point is there's always going to be injuries, right? A good team, a great team is prepared. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a point where it becomes excessive and it's tough to overcome, but when was the next man up? When did that happen? 2019? Yeah. Okay. Was that not the best Yankee team that you've seen in a long time? Mm. You know, the 2017 team was playing with house money. They they really weren't supposed to be where they were at.
1: Yeah, but was but that I mean, 2019
0: like, team not it, dominant?
1: It was fun, but, I mean, like,
0: people were like, oh, Cameron Maybin. Like, okay. Yeah, but you know what? That team clicked. Right? So did this year's team for a while. My point is, what happened to that? What happened to Next Man Up? What happened to... You know, we can overcome anything. We're the New York Yankees. Again, I'm going back to the excuses. And it's like... I mean, they to a degree, it kind of... They did. I mean, did Oswaldo Cabrera not do a
1: good job? He was great. But he fell off the face of the earth in the play. He had one good game in the entire... He had, I think, all his hits came in that one game in Cleveland that they blew in the ninth inning. So, I mean, you know, next man up, he did come up. He did an admirable job. He was a lot better than anybody really could have anticipated, but... You know, he didn't perform in the postseason. He had a lot of swing and miss in his game. You know, so they did have guys to to that did try to step up. It just uh, it didn't work out in October. But as we sat here and said, hey, you know, we would have liked to see this Yankee team with Benintendi and Lemayo go at the Astros. But we, but to me, I said they're not they're not good enough to win. They still weren't good enough to win. You know. So if we can say that, the Yankees are going to absolutely use that as an excuse of why they didn't win. So, you know, it is what it is, bro. You know, we're we're at the point now where we have to realize that change is not happening. Uh, Hal thinks that Aaron Boone is a good manager. So I don't know if he's just saying that because he owes the guy money or if he really believes yeah. that, but... So, if there's anything else that you want to get into from the brief time that he spoke today, if no, not, it, jump- I'll,
0: I'll say this. Overall, I was disgusted by it. Uh, I couldn't even get through the whole thing. To but be I honest, don't know what, what were you exactly expecting him to say, though? Well, well, here's my thing. I, leave out the excuses. You want to. You want to. If you want to make an argument for what you're going to do moving forward, fine. But leave out the excuses, man. They're not necessary. And the second thing is. He keeps saying the line like, it's unacceptable, the the result this year. Unacceptable means that you're not going to accept it. And to not accept something means to demand change, to demand something better. And you can say unacceptable all you want, but everything that you're doing is showing us that you're accepting it. So, we're not stupid.
1: Well, that's the problem, is that a lot of... They're they're banking on the Yankee fans that don't pay as close to attention to this as we do. So, all right, yeah. So, Hal, it's unacceptable, but let's you know we're gonna bring back the same exact people that ran this thing exactly, last year,
0: and that's my so. biggest takeaway.
1: But other than that, I mean, what do you? What do you? He's not gonna say anything outlandish.
0: He, he doesn't. Very, but that's my thing, dude. What uh, do you want him to say? He doesn't have to. Look, this. To me, all right. I hate men who can't who can't stand behind what they're doing, who can't stand behind their decisions without making excuses, without gaslighting. Sorry, I know we say that too much. Or, you know, all we, right, we say that a lot. We've gotten that criticism. Okay, you know, there's a way to go out there and say, "Look, I understand the fans are upset. I'm upset. I want to go out there and win a World Series, but right now." regardless of if a majority of the fan base thinks this is wrong, I still have faith in the guys that I'm going to employ. And I think that we are closer than people perceive. And right now this is the direction I'm sticking in and I'm going to stand behind that. And if I'm wrong, I'll man up to it. But right now I, I need the fans to, to, to back me and hopefully we put out a World Series team. And you know what? Would I be happy with that? I'm not sitting here and saying I, I, I'd applaud it, but at least I wouldn't have to walk away and say this guy's a fraud because that's all I get from his interviews.
1: Well, let's get started then. Uh, let's do it in reverse order since, I mean, it doesn't make sense to leave until the end. Keep him or dump them. Hal Steinbrenner, the fans voted 83% to dump Hal Steinbrenner as the owner of the New York Yankees. What do you say?
0: it's tough for me. I feel like he's so, he's handcuffed. And I feel like if there were an outside voice beyond Cashman, if like Hal would go to sleep and Hank would come to him and his dad would come to him in a dream and say, look, you're doing this wrong and you know it. I feel like Hal could be a good owner and here's why. Even though George was hands-on and we loved all of that, I like the idea of having an owner who has trust in his guys that he employs, baseball guys, to get things done. I like the fact that Hal wants to rely on his GM to put together a big-time team. But what I can't support is that he's doing it, seeing the same results, and refusing to make a change because he's scared of that change. So because of that and nothing else, I I can't sit here and say to keep Hal. I got to dump him. I want him gone. I want a guy to come in here who's ready to clean house, who's ready to take risks, who's ready to have a couple losing seasons if we have to in order to put together a team that we know can win a World Series. And that starts from the top down. I'm dumping him.
1: See, I don't think Hal necessarily is a bad owner because I think a lot of fans... It's exactly what I was saying. I don't I think a lot of fans just want to compare Hal to his dad. And I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison because a lot of people that can want to make that comparison, are you exactly like your father? No. Okay. So just because Hal inherited the New York Yankees doesn't mean he needs to be exactly like his dad. I have a business degree. I, I No, I'm not bragging about it, but I just I do. So to have somebody come in and run the team, like a business, I have no problem with that. In fact, I'm all, I'm perfectly okay with that because if you look at all the major sports in this country, how many guys that maybe outside, you know, you want to say Steve Cohen or, you know, or maybe the Maras or somebody like out the Rooney's, you know, there's, there's, there's people that it's a passion for them to own the team. Right. But majority of them, it's a business. And if it doesn't make money, they get rid of the business. Right. Right. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of teams that win with businessmen owners that aren't necessarily fans. Like let's I, I don't we'll just say I know Robert Kraft he's very in touch with what goes on with the Patriots, but let's just say he did, you know, he didn't know who Tom like he wouldn't he's just the owner. He doesn't know who Tom Brady is. He wouldn't know if he walked away. But I'm just saying, you know, you could still win like that. You know, the owners might <laughs> they might know their biggest right. star. But I'm making I'm making a a grander point here, but so it's okay to be that guy. The problem, and it's not even like I. A lot, we say this all the time. A lot of fans want to scream, "Oh, Hal is cheap." Hal is not okay. So Hal, Hal wants to keep the he he wants to you know keep the luxury tax here, blah blah, blah, blah you know all these other things that we've heard about him. But in the last five years, he sunk over a billion dollars into right. his baseball team. Name name two, name three other teams that have done that. You can't. Maybe the Dodgers have. The Mets will. The Mets will get there. But who else has sunk this amount of money into a baseball team that Hal Steinbrenner has? No, the list is short if there, are, if there is anybody outside of the Dodgers. The problem is, is that he, he doesn't hold anybody accountable. And you hear that in the things that he says. Well, I don't want to make excuses, but here's an excuse. I think Aaron Boone is. He even said it. Aaron Boone's a good manager, but the criticisms of the. He even said this in the interview. Aaron Boone's a good manager, but the criticisms of him are fair. <laughs> so what? So what is it? Right. What is it then? At the end of the day, we want accountability. This is what I said about when we that that tweet that I put that Pete posted a video and then I tweeted it about uh, Jeter with the whole, um, with the whole the way the fan the fans. Mm-hmm what the Yankee fan wants, right? He wants accountability. That's all he it's what he wants. And it's comes from this the top down. And if Hal doesn't hold the people he employs accountable, how do you expect the people that are underneath them to hold anybody accountable? True. So I mean I understand that if the Yankees were sold, somebody could come in here and be like, okay, Hundred fifty million dollar payroll. This thing's going to make money no matter what. I don't need to spend like Hal Steinbrenner spent. So things could be worse. They could always be worse in that regard. You hope that if it, if the day ever came that the Yankees were sold, that it would be somebody that would be in in it to in it to the degree of like, okay, you know, you had four years, you didn't get it done. Goodbye. So at that, I mean, it's hard. It's really, it's not as easy as well, I think a lot of people just want to, like, dump Hal Steinbrenner, the Yankees aren't are winning. It's not that easy for me to just come out come out and say it. But, dude, when is he going to reach his tipping point and say, you know, you guys have to provide greater results than what you're showing me? I mean, I think ultimately, until he does that, it's a dump for me.
0: Yeah, and you made a lot of great points. And one of the things we've always said on the show is, it's not that Hal doesn't spend the money. It's that he trusts a guy and employs a guy to spend his money that is clearly spending it inefficiently and incorrectly. And Hal has to make one move for me to be okay with him as an owner and to actually embrace him as an owner. And that move was to, was to move on from Brian Cashman. Again, I'm not saying he would have brought in someone who was better than Brian Cashman, but at the very least, the the minimal argument to make at this point is: Cashman's been here for how long, dude? Sometimes things just go stale. Sometimes you just need change. Is that change always going to be better right away? No. But sometimes things run its core. All the time, things run run their course. And and how many more years are we going to go through the same thing, over and over? How many years have we been sitting here saying Cashman has run his course, and he's still here, bro? He's still giving us the same things over and over, and it's like it's it's exhausting. Cal, Hal Steinbrenner has to make one move, and he's not making it. And until he well, makes he, that move, I mean, it's he technically doesn't
1: even he doesn't even have to make a move. The guy doesn't have. He Just has he to let him walk away. Wink, wink, wink. He doesn't have a contract.
0: Yeah. Right. So DB
1: nine 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 says Hal spends plenty, but if he actually gave a damn about getting a ring, he'd fire the useless degenerate GM, <laughs> and he would have done it a long time okay, ago. Okay, deal, deal. All right, next up here, we'll just we'll run them backwards of when we actually did them. It's just easier this way this week because we why wait why leave how to the end of the show I mean, why open leave we him? we
0: opened with him we, we do him right away all right. all right so
1: clay holmes is up next uh 92 percent of the fans voted to keep Clay holmes and i mean i didn't i didn't want to get in the weeds of the bullpen i felt like we had to put a role as chapman on this list mm-hmm. just to fuck just to fuck him say fuck you yeah, one we want one more fuck out. you uh on the way out and i was thinking like okay so i i wanted 20 names to do uh to do 10 and 10, and I was like, all right, so logically, since uh, Holmes was the closer the majority of the year, let's just do him. So, I mean, it's a, uh, it's an easy keep for me. I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you, my only thing is, do I trust him enough to be the closer again next year? That's my only thing, but to keep uh, to get rid of him is kind of silly. He's shown dominant, like, dom, like straight up dominance when he was at his peak. I know people want to come out and say. Oh, Edwin Diaz is the best closer. No, but okay, Edwin Diaz had a phenomenal year. He earned every cent in that contract that he got. But when Clay Holmes was at his peak this year, you could have argued he was having as good, if not better, of a season. He was the best reliever in
0: baseball. So
1: it's in him. I think a lot of what he came, he got hurt, and then his—he's a guy that's going to struggle with mechanics. So I mean, (laughs) if you—if you trust Matt, if you trust Matt Blake,
0: yeah. Here's the thing. For me, it's a keep, and I think you have to go into this saying, okay, a little bit different circumstances. Our bullpen's not as reinforced as it was. Chapman's going to be way gone. You know, he going into last season, remember, Chapman was your guy. This year, you hope Holmes stays healthy, and you go into it by sitting him down and saying, hey, you're our closer. This offseason, your goal is to prepare yourself to be the closer.
1: Let me interrupt you. Do you really want him to be the closer? Because I do. If, if Jonathan Lewizica, mm.
0: that we saw
1: at the end of the year into the postseason, if that's Jonathan Lewizica, how do you argue against that?
0: Here's how I argue it. Because both of those men have gotten an opportunity, and I understand Lawizaka still maturing and everything. Both of those men have gotten the opportunity to be the setup man and the closer. And only one of them really has proven to me that he has right now what it takes to be the closer. And
1: Wandy's got the biggest set of the balls out of any of them.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. But for me, I think Holmes has the stuff that you want out of a closer. He's a guy who keeps the ball on the ground. When he's on that fucking, oh, I mean, his stuff is some of the nastiest in baseball. I like I like having JLo in seventh, eighth inning role. Or even as an ex- fire extinguisher. In, if you need and him I, in the sixth. I mean, I, I, think I like j there.
1: I think ultimately the Yankees want Holmes to be the closer because I think what you just said is uh, is on point there. And the fact that I think the Yankees like uh, going to come out and put out fires. And I think they also trust him more to be a multi-inning guy than they do
0: Holmes. Well, here's the thing too with Lewisica, you have to remember. When he finally found it this year... And he, you know, proved he was healthy. There was one thing Loizica did or didn't do, and that's letting and his inherited runners score. And that's something that's not a quality you need out of your closer. That's a quality you need out of a guy who's going to come in in the sixth or seventh inning, and and you and not many guys can do that. I don't trust Holmes in that position more than Loisica. I trust Holmes in a clean ninth inning way more than I trust him coming in with runners on or in the middle of a tough spot. So I'm sticking with Holmes, going into the season with Holmes as my closer, as good as JLo was.
1: All right. Don Sicario says keep him. When he's healthy, he's one of the nastiest closers in the game. In the entire game, bro.
0: He's got to get his shit together and he's got to get that closer mentality going. All right, so
1: we're going to run the catchers next here. Do you want Who do you want to start with?
0: Give me, uh, the, give me the easier one. What's the easier Come one? Come on. The easier keep? No. The easier dump? Yeah.
1: All right, so then we'll go with Kyle Agashioka. The fans voted 63% to dump Higgy Bombs. Dump.
0: Dump. Look, I don't know when. Look, the Yankees have always had the, you know, two catchers. Every team has two catchers. But I I hate this how much we rely on both catchers now. I need one guy that I know is my starter and one guy who's gonna come in when my starter needs some rest. And I I'm just done with Kyle Higashioka. I think Kyle Higashioka has done a decent job. But we're hitting we're hitting territory just like Gardner, where we were like, we love Gardy, right? But it's just time to move on. Same thing with Higashioka for me. Time to move on. I, he's not a starter, and you're using him like a half starter. He's not a
1: starter. Okay? He's not a starter.
0: Okay, so it's a dump for me. I think Higgy did a good job here, but the Yankees once again, you know, failed to use him properly. I'm dumping him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a. I hate. I. 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 I don't want to say hate. I don't like Kyle Gashioka. Okay. okay. I just don't like him. All yeah. Right? Uh, look. Look, it's nothing personal against him. I just, I, I'm just not one of these guys that's like in that thinks Kyle Gausio is a Major League Baseball player. He he is okay behind the plate. Oh, okay. I I don't know how else to say it. Uh, some of the things that he did really well behind the plate. I think he re- he actually regressed this past season. Yes, in, for sure. In, in my in my opinion. And he's always going to be a guy that's going to hit a hot streak and he's going to hit seven home runs in two weeks. And, but
0: that's it. that's all he, that, That'll be it. And you, you hit it on the head right there. And that's exactly what I mean by the Yankees using him the wrong way. I feel like the Yankees see that out of him and then they start to play him more. And it's like instead of just letting him have his moments, they try to jump on that because th- they don't trust their starting catcher ever. As good as Trevino was, they didn't try... If Higgy got hot towards the end of the year when Trevino was tiring out, they acted like Higgy was a was a you know serviceable Major League Baseball player, and he's just not. He's a four A guy. He's always going to be. And if the Yankees utilized his talent properly, maybe he'd be okay to keep around. But for me, you know, the Yankees do this with so many guys, not just catchers, with relief pitchers. They're you call it their security blanket. Like I'm just sick of. The Yankees turning to the same guys over and over, and uh, for me, it's a, that's why it's a dump.
1: Yeah, there's no honestly, dude. There's just no reason to keep Kyle Gascioke around. Uh, we we know what he is. I mean, as a backup catcher, it's okay, but it's just enough. I, I don't, I don't know what what else to say on that. Um we got Eric is saying, it's hard to have feelings one way or another on the backup catcher, but I feel like it's time to let him go. I voted Dump simply for the opportunity to see a new face, and I'm sure we're going to see the $25 million man in IKF back. So can we at least have a new backup catcher?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: All right. So... Obviously, that's going to lead next into uh, Jose Trevino, who, uh, congratulations to him, won the Platinum Glove in yeah, the American League. The best defensive player. That that means he's, he was the, the best defensive player in the entire league. First catcher
0: year. to ever win it in the American League or first believe, Yankee catcher? I, I think it was the I first catcher in I the AL just, ever. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I didn't so, realize. I got to say something before you get into that, because we should talk about that for a second. I didn't realize he was. That good defensively? Did you?
1: I think he does everything well except for throw to second base. I think he's great at it. I just don't think he. To me, I don't. I could be wrong, but the way I saw it, I don't think he's got the strongest throwing arm throwing out runners at second base. I think he's got that pickoff play that you know that snap throw to first down.
0: Yeah, but, as, but you have to remember as, something, too. A lot of that has to do with the Yankee pitchers and holding runners on. Real quick, our boy Rod just sent us a super chat. Thanks, Rod. He said, Yankees need to stop platooning the positions of importance, um, shortstop center field, um, etc. Yeah, I agree. So 97%
1: keep. On Jose Trevino. I mean, I think that was one of the more obvious ones. But it's a, it's an obvious keep for me, but a dump as the starting catcher.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so weird. I Before the whole Platinum Glove stuff came out and I really started looking at how good he was defensively, I actually voted dump, and not because he wasn't good. But again, I want a more solid starting catcher back there. I'm not saying that Trevino wasn't amazing for this team, but he tired out at the end. Why? because he, he's not conditioned to be a starting catcher. And the Yankees, you know, Rod just kind of touched on this with, with the positions of importance. There's certain ones, there's certain staples. When you go back to the dynasties, Yankees and, and everything, there's certain positions that you just knew who your guy was, right? And, and Trevino, for me, I'm sorry, as much as I love him, he's just not the guy that I see behind the plate, you know, leading a championship team. maybe, I And I could be completely wrong and I could be way off base and this take could be fucking ice cold, but I'm at least going to stick my neck out there and say it. He's just not that guy for me as much as I love him. Keep him. But you're right. As a starting catcher, for me, I need something a little bit better, a little more reassuring.
1: I know all the Cashman supporters want to uh, be like, oh, look, Brian Cashman got Jose Trevino. He only won the platinum glove, but... I mean, if we say this all the time, Brian Cashman gets absolutely no credit no. for Jose like no credit None. for Jose Trevino. It was a complete panic move to get him because he in the most disastrous trade of his career, he actually traded for a catcher. Believe it or not. Yep. So, I love Trev Jose Trevino man, but I just I don't know. If the Yankees got a more solidified starting catcher, and he
0: was the backup. I would there you be, go. That's a nice formula. I would be
1: more uh more and, okay. And with another that.
0: reason why I like keeping him, I just love his energy, I love his presence. I think he's a guy who 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 is really intense and wants to win and puts the team first. And I think he's a great guy to keep around in that sense.
1: So just AC says I'd keep him if he never got another hit. Catcher is the only position I'd ever say that about. I mean, to a degree, I kind—I of, agree with that. You, I—I I want defense first. I guess at at catcher, and his offense was sufficient enough. But I just feel like he's not going to be a guy that you can rely on to be the starting catcher for the next three, four years. That he's more, he's better suited in the backup role, and I want him to be the Yankee backup catcher. If he was making, you know, say fifty, sixty starts a year, mm-hmm. you know, he got. If he was Cole's personal catcher and he got, you know, 30 other games or whatever, you know, I'd be okay with that. I think he has a role there and I think he'd be more effective in that role. It, But, you know, I think the Yankees are going to go into the season with him as a as starter.
0: I can't disagree with you there. All right. So next up here is Anthony
1: Rizzo, who is a free agent. Uh, as after he exercises opt out last week and a little bit of news came out before we started recording that apparently uh according to Ken Rosenthal is that the Houston Astros have targeted Rizzo as their top choice to be their next first baseman. So before we actually get into the poll here, uh the Yankees have to get into a bidding war for Anthony Rizzo if it's between them and Houston. First of all, you need to get some sort of victory over the Houston Astros. I know this doesn't make up for losing to them three times in the ALCS, but you have to defeat them in something. And losing a guy that fits your team perfectly to the team you can't beat is not something I can personally live with, okay?
0: Yeah, it goes beyond that too. I mean, name, name the one guy out of anyone game after game who came through big for the Yankees. Name the one guy that this postseason, right? It
1: was, I mean, it was Rizzo. Rizzo was probably it, Rizzo and Bader were their, probably their two best offensive. And look,
0: I'll, I'll eat Crow here. I, we both kind of ripped. Not we didn't rip getting Rizzo back. We ripped the fact that he wasn't the best option. Freeman was the guy on the table that that everyone wanted. And then in a panic move, when he when the Yankees felt like they were going to lose both him and Rizzo because Freeman wasn't making up his mind, they went right to Rizzo. And they signed him last minute. And you know what? At the end of the day, if I have to give Cashman credit for it, fine. I don't feel like Rizzo was his first choice. And I feel like he just lost on Freeman. But Rizzo is a Yankee. Rizzo, no, I
1: believe. Uh, to me personally, I think Rizzo was their first choice. Then why didn't they was... sign
0: him right away? Why? Because they're, they're,
1: why? 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 Why didn't they
0: sign him until two minutes Two minutes after it came out that Freeman wasn't going to make up his mind and the Cubs well, were back in on Rizzo. Why? Why did
1: the Yankees Come on. do anything? Put the, why put, do the Yankees time, do put
0: the timeline together. Why did the Yankees do anything? Nothing they do makes sense. Rizzo but... has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. You got to figure out a way. If, he, if that means giving him some time as DH and playing, Stanton out there more and putting DJ at first, fine. But Rizzo has to stay healthy. He was our biggest clutch bat. And he's a New York Yankee. He's, he 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 has to retire as a New York Yankee, in my opinion. I don't know about that. I do. I I really feel that way. I don't think he belongs anywhere else but in New York. And it's a keep for me for sure. I
1: mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, I give him three years, but I don't know if he needs to retire here.
0: I don't think he's going to play much more than that. I think this. What it's his back, right? Yeah. You've had back issues now. They really yep. linger, man. They don't go away. Okay. I don't think Rizzo think he thinks he has that much longer. I really don't. And and I think if you have to give him a three-year deal, you give him a three-year deal and that's it. I
1: mean, it's an easy keep for me. to. uh, Let's go back here. The fans voted overwhelmingly to keep Rizzo. I think
0: it's
1: uh, 93%. Yeah, let me just bring it up here. Yeah, it's 93% to keep Rizzo. Uh, My whole problem with... With the Yankees signing him last year was that the deal didn't make any sense. It was essentially a one year deal because he opted out. You have no backup plan for first base. They should have just they should have locked him up last year. It's why we didn't have to play this game again this, yeah. this season. Right. Um did the Yankees want Freddie Freeman? Yeah, I believe the Yankees wanted Freddie Freeman, but I also don't I also truly believe that overall this was like the guy they they were more I, I don't know if you want to use the word hopeful for or they were more targeted more realistic but, maybe because he was the cheapest option like we all know that's the reason why Anthony Rizzo was here the yankees could have chased Freddie freeman if they wanted I to think they, it, i think, think what i
0: think what it what it came down to was rizzo on on the on their whiteboard rizzo's their most realistic option he's a great option a great realistic option they were going to pursue freeman until it got too late And then they had, when it got to a point, and I think it was a good move by Cashman, actually, because I think he would have lost both if he didn't pull the trigger on one. And I think it got to a point where he said, if I wait too long, I'm going to lose Freeman because he's not going to make up his mind. And and then I'm going to lose Rizzo. So he, he went and he pulled the trigger on the realistic good option in Rizzo.
1: You know the Yankees could have traded for Matt Olson too. They chose not to. But oh, really there you cost. go again.
0: I mean, they, they 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 didn't want to give up
1: the prospects, and then you saw how much money uh, Atlanta turned around and gave them. So they didn't want to do mm-hmm. that. So we know why Rizzo's yeah. here. And I said it. I said it last offseason. Like I didn't want to talk shit about Rizzo because I loved him. But we know why Rizzo's here now. He fits this team like a glove. He's a gamer. He's a guy that's got an approach up there. You know, he's going to be what I think they said today. I Was watching some uh, the hot stove. Show that said that he was one of the top two or three players that was affected the most by the shift this year. So with no shift, he could add potentially another 30, 40 points on his batting average. Which makes Uh, him pretty
0: deadly. And look, at the end of the day, I'm more than okay with Cashman passing on Olsen because he didn't want to give up the prospects if, if you're going to bring back Rizzo and you're going to play those fucking prospects that you wouldn't give up. And if you do those two things, then I'll keep my mouth shut about first base. But it, it, it has to
1: be Rizzo. Like It I has don't want to be
0: Rizzo. DJ LeMay, you can't be the fucking first baseman next year. No, it has to be Rizzo. He's your guy. He's the guy. I just talked about closing your eyes and envisioning this team winning a World Series and you not really being able to do it with Trevino as your guy behind home plate. When you close your eyes and envision it, that last out being made, thrown to first base, Rizzo is the guy... Catching that ball and jumping up in the air. Rizzo is the guy that will be here if and when this team's going to win their next World Series.
1: All right. So Kenny Morales says, an obvious keep him. I have a whole new appreciation for first base defense watching him play. The only drawback is he's such a good first baseman. They might want to give IKF another chance.
0: <laughs> no, thanks.
1: Think about it like this, bro. How IKF would have never survived the All-Star break if Luke Voigt was the first base. Oh, my
0: God. He wouldn't have survived two months in. Christ.
1: So next up on the list here, we have Frankie Montas. The fans voted 54% to dump Frankie Montas.
0: I have to ask a question before we go into this. Okay. As it stands right now, refresh my mind. What is the Yankees starting rotation for next year?
1: It's going to be Cole, Severino, uh, Nestor. Nestor, Montas, and I guess Herman would be the five or Schmidt.
0: Because j free, free agent. So for me, I actually, let's put aside what happened this year. Frankie Montas, the idea of Frankie Montas has always been attractive to me before this season. And if I have to chalk this season up to injury and to them relying on him as a as a guy that he just wasn't. Cuz once again we passed up on the guy we should have gotten in Castillo. I actually like to keep Montaz, but not use you need to reinforce that that rotation. You need to get me someone better behind Cole or Seve or, or one of those Frankie Montas to me could be very good but he's not a two he's just not well, maybe, that's what he was maybe, to maybe maybe I know exactly and that's why I think there's such a bad taste in our mouth plus the fact that he was injured but I'm willing to give Frankie Montas another chance and to say he is a good pitcher I'm gonna keep him around for one more year I'll keep him
1: yeah, no. Uh, I vote to dump Frankie Montas. Injury? One of those, Injury? No, it's just one of those Cashman stink bombs that I don't want around the team. Okay. Cashman passed on Castillo, okay? Oh, look what the Mariners gave. The Yankees could have matched. the. Pro- they, they could have Easily. done it if they wanted to. Easily. They didn't wa- They didn't want to, okay? So they went out. They got Frankie Montas. He was hurt. Came here. Hurt, stunk, hurt. He pitched one inning in the postseason. This guy was brought here to be right behind Garrett Cole in the postseason rotation, and he pitched one inning in basically a mop up role. Yeah. So I just, it's just one of those stinky Brian Cashman yeah. moves that I just.
0: Well, uh, Hirsch you know. made a good point in the chat. He said Cashman will keep Montas... Just to justify the trade, yeah, no, can't kidding. disagree with I mean, that. But I think this could be one that if he does stay healthy, Montas. Here's the thing with Montas: he's way better than what we saw.
1: We don't know that. I he just
0: don't. A, I just don't he, think he's as good as the Yankees sold him to us. As
1: he he pitched in Oakland, remember that?
0: Yeah, but he's got some good stuff, man. He really does. So does Sonny Gray. How'd that work out here? Not good.
1: Okay, so um, let's see here. Uh, Okay. Tim, Tim Tinman Justin says, Team control, not very expensive, and was injured last year. I feel like we have an opportunity with him, and we owe it to ourselves to see if he can rebound. If he does that, it could be very good for the Yankees. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, he's going to, I mean, uh, he'll pitch like a number three, I would assume.
0: Yeah, you'd hope. He really doesn't even need to. If Seve stays healthy and Nestor's Nestor, he doesn't need to even pitch like a number three.
1: This is one of those things that Cashman does that, like, I I just. uh, You're asking me what these polls are, what would you do? I would clean up Cashman's
0: mess. And this is
1: Frankie Montas is part of it.
0: I can't disagree with that.
1: All right, next up here is Jamison Tyone. The fans voted 61% to dump Jamison Tyone. And I have to agree with them. Uh, I think Jamison Tyone did. Oh, okay. he was all right this year. He had a pretty decent year, but again, like you're, you he's a bulldog. He's a tough guy. I get all that, but again, like if you're looking at a, like you say, like if you're envisioning, like do you is this guy a part of a championship team or not? I don't see Jamison Tyone as part of a championship team. Plus, he's another guy that he's got the injury questions. You know. And he's just a very average pitcher, so if you can move on from him, I say you move on from him. So it's a dump for me.
0: Yeah, he, you know, again, I'm going to go back to the Yankees just selling us high on guys that aren't what they're telling us they are. And yeah, again, again, you go ahead.
1: And again, again, why why was he here? Why did he get traded here? Right to
0: to be what a number two.
1: Well, more so than that because he's a double TJ guy and we know how much Brian Cashman right. loves Tommy John.
0: So for me, it's like I'm almost indifferent towards Tyone and I shouldn't be. Tyone was not brought here to be a guy that we should be indifferent towards. And because of that, he's a dump for me and I'm I'm over the Tyone experience, uh, experiment. Uh, I got to move on from him. He's a dump. Okay. Let's see if we got
1: one here. Okay. Uh, Marty Johnson says, solid, consistent starter. If he's asked to be a three to five, you're getting a solid starter. He's not a one or two. Yeah. I mean, like you're not going to have, you know, you know, your rotations are going to be made up of five guys that profile as, as a one or two. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just like, we can move, you can move on from Jameson Tyone, I think.
0: Yeah. And 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 like I said, I think this is, was a good point. You're kind of. Do you agree? You're kind of indifferent towards Tyone right now. Yeah,
1: you know, and you shouldn't matter.
0: be. You shouldn't be. That's not what he wasn't brought here to be a guy that we're supposed to be indifferent towards.
1: No, he was brought here to be to be a guy to make an impact, especially in the postseason. And he just, you know, he didn't. So I mean, you can move on from that. Got we got three guys left here. DJ LeMayu's up next. The fans voted eighty-four percent to keep DJ Lemayu.
0: You start with DJ. All
1: right, so uh this is tough for me, but I because I love DJ, I wanted him back when he was a free agent. Uh but now I kinda got I got I kinda gotta say dump DJ Lemayu. Really? I got to say, dumped DJ with It's tough to say that, but after the last two years um, of being hurt and we've seen him when he's hurt, he's just not the same guy. He's not an elite hitter when he's hurt. Um, He's not been there for the Yankees when they needed him most. Um, And now Oswaldo Cabrera has kind of stepped up to kind of be that guy. So it's, if he wasn't injured, it, it, the injuries have, have really swayed my, uh, my vote here. If he wasn't injured the last two years, I think it's an easy keep. But because of the injuries and the emergence of Oswaldo Cabrera, it's now a dump for me.
0: Here's why he's not a dump for me. First, I think if, you can really f- if DJ can really focus on getting healthy, he's still got a lot left in the tank for what the Yankees need him for. Second... With If they're going to bring back Rizzo, a guy who's burdened with this back injury, you have to assume he's not going to get as much playing time in the field. And there's also a good chance he's hurt. And the Yankees, I don't really trust anyone else over there. DJ, although he's not at the same caliber of defensive first baseman as Rizzo, he's still really good over there. And even when he's injured, DJ is still a an elite defensive player. So I don't think he hurts the team bringing him back. I'm not over DJ LeMayu yet. I need to see him healthy. I need to get him back in that rhythm of going oppo, up the middle, being that guy that either sets the table or, or you know, protects guys. If you're going to bring back Benintendi and bat him lead off, then DJ needs to be that guy protecting guys and bringing runs in. I'm giving DJ another shot here. I hope he stays healthy and I'm keeping him. Okay. Okay. I think out of all the guys that I vote to dump, he's
1: the probably the closest, you know, like the it's a, it, it's very on the line for me with him, but I don't know, man. Like I just he needs to be a 300 hitter. He hasn't been. He needs to be a guy to, to be at the top of the lineup. He's just not been available. And, like you said, he does still provide value being a very versatile and very good defensive player. He won a gold glove this year as a utility player. But, I mean, if somebody called me, if I was Brian Cashman and somebody called me on DJ LeMayu, I'm not hanging up the phone. I'm listening to what they have to say.
0: Okay, that's fair enough.
1: So. All right, let's read a comment here. Um, Joey Cabani, keep, he's our best hitter, he's, he's versatile, uh, and he should be the full-time third
0: baseman. Best hitter when he's healthy. And you know what? If the Yankees actually cared enough to move on from their failed experiment with Donaldson and you wanted to tell yeah. me he was going to be the starting third baseman, I'd take it any day of the week over Donaldson at this point.
1: I have to read this comment because I want you to make sense of it, okay? Oh, hey. This is from A-Rob.
0: Not A-Rob. Not a A Rob. Burner
1: account. If the Yankees were a school lunch you brought from home, DJ would be the juice box or bag of chips. They're critical when eating a PB&J, and if not there, it makes
0: things so much more difficult and annoying. Okay. I kind of like that comment. DJ isn't the piece that's going to get you to to satisfaction, which would be the World Series, but he might be a guy that you can't do it without. So, kind of agree with it. So, do you agree with the
1: fans that voted 96% to dump Aaron Hicks?
0: No. I think it should be 100% to dump Aaron Hicks. I think it should be 100%. So, I agree with the 96%, but... Um, The 4% are dead to me. They're truly dead to me. And for the last 10 minutes now, I've been trying to read, trying to find this tweet I saw of a quote from Brian Cashman. I'm not sure that it was real. Seemed real. About Aaron Hicks being here for 2023 and the fact that the Yankees weren't able to properly utilize his talent in some way. You know, it's not verbatim, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, but I they, saw the tweet. They weren't able to tap into his potential.
1: Right, I saw that tweet as well. Uh Is that ad- real? I don't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. I'm else.
0: just going to I'm going to stop looking for it and I'm going to just tell myself that it's not real. Even if it is real, what do you expect him to say? Bro, no more of that. There's no more what do you he's expect tr- him to say? He, he's trying to trade him. There's no I don't care. I literally don't care. Well, I do. I literally... Hey, what did Cashman say when he was asked if he talked to Judge? He said no comment. There you go. That's all I need. That's all I need.
1: If this helps get him out the door, he can say whatever he wants about him.
0: I just can't do it. I can't can't take my GM seriously if he's saying shit like that. I really can't.
1: Uh, Look, if it leads to him being traded, then he could say whatever he wants about it. Bro,
0: what GM is listening to that? Tell me. Realistically, I get where you're coming from, but what GM is listening to that and going, you know what, he kind of has a point. How many games did Aaron Hicks play last year? How many at-bats did he get? Yeah, yeah, the Yankees really botched that one. He's really so much better of a player. All it takes is one. You know, did you see when he didn't get to that ball on the line and just stood there pouting. We can turn that into into a superstar.
1: All it takes is one, bro. All it takes is one. Brian Cashman was the first sucker to sign him, maybe he's looking for another.
0: Sorry, bro. Let me tell you something. I don't care if they find someone for him. I don't care if I wake up and and find out that they sold him that they traded him for a fucking bag of stale fucking sunflower seeds. If this guy is on the roster in 2023, it will be the most egregious thing I can ever imagine in my life. Because at least if they don't sign judge, you'll know how they'll justify it. But in no capacity can you sit here and justify Aaron Hicks being on the roster in 2023
1: look—I made this point before, right? To to just keep it purely a ba- on the baseball field. All you heard was, "Oh, if Hicks is healthy, he'll be good. If Hicks is healthy, he'll be good." He was healthy this year. Mm. He was terrible. Terrible. Gave no effort. it, Cried. Said he could go help another team win.
0: Get so,
1: the fuck out! I'm going to have to chalk it up to the 4% of people that voted to keep them. It has to be one of two things. Slip of a finger, or they're just trolling the poll. I, can't, I, I want one legitimate Yankee fan that, to, come up, to come here and tell me, give me a logical reason, outside of money. Don't say, oh, they owe him, that's why they have. No. Give me one logical reason why he should be on this baseball team next year. I would love to hear it.
0: It won't happen.
1: Because Josh, even Wash Donaldson, bro, even Wash Donaldson, you can come to me and say he played a gold glove caribou third base and that's why he should be here next year. And I said, you know what? I disagree with him having to be here next year, but you're giving me a legitimate baseball reason Why Wash Donaldson should play for the Yankees next year. Because I don't think his glove will fall off if he's here next year. He will still
0: play a gold glove third base, Don't agree with it. Don't agree with him being here. But at least you're giving me a sound argument.
1: Give me one legitimate reason why Aaron Hicks should be a Yankee next year. Does he play good defense? No. Does he hit for power? No. Does he hit for average? No. Does he give you an effort?
0: No. Does he get on base? No. Well, no, he doesn't oh,
1: well, sorry, well, that's, I mean, if that's your argument that he's an elite walker, then you could walk off you could take that long walk of off of a short bridge, Please. okay because that is not worth keeping what is just a malcontent and somebody that when you talk about when we say this all this is the new thing that we. When you see the Yankees jumping in that dog pile for the 28th World Series, do you envision Aaron Hicks being in that dog pile? No. I, cer- I certainly don't. I certainly don't. So there's no legitimate reason, none, none, why Aaron Hicks should be a Yankee. Because if they could get rid of Jacoby Ellsbury, they could get rid of Aaron Hicks. 100%. And Mustache Griffey says. This is the easiest dump ever. Should have been flushed a long time ago. His production has been declining year, for years now. He simply doesn't give a fuck anymore, and the fans hate him. He should never step foot on a baseball field again. He's dog shit.
0: Absolutely. You hit it right on the head, pal. So thank you, Griffey. Thank right. you. Hi.
1: Right. And last but certainly not least, okay, Chris's favorite player, certainly, he hates him more than anybody on the oh team oh my
0: God what because because uh, my boy's gone
1: because Jordan Montgomery's gone now so yeah. now Chris public enemy number one to Chris is the ace of the New York Yankees Garrett Cole 95 percent of fans voted to keep Garrett Cole uh, I mean it's an it's an obvious it's an easy keep man I <sighs> look nobody was his biggest fan throughout the course of the year than me. Nobody ripped on this guy. Well, maybe other people, more people ripped on him than I did. But also, I feel like I had, personally, I feel like I had a little bit more credibility than others because of of where it was coming from. Some people just wanted to hate this guy to hate this guy. So when I ripped him, I felt like it was out of a place of love. He was very disappointing this year. As a regular season pitcher, very disappointing. Oftentimes, he would implode. Oftentimes, he got in his own head. Oftentimes, he didn't show up in a, in a game where the Yankees absolutely needed their ace to show up in. And then October hit. And it was like, I'm Gary Cole. This is what you pay me for. And I know the, the final line in the ALCS game doesn't look great. But I think, you know, it was just one of those things where circumstances got him. And I know that if you're an ace, sometimes you have to work through those. I, give, I I personally don't give any fault of what happened in Game 3 to Garrett Cole. Uh, I think he was outstanding in the ALDS. This is a guy that now you can trust. Maybe you don't trust him April, May, June. You know, you don't trust him. October, I trust Garrett Cole. And there's no way I'm getting rid of him.
0: Yeah, so let's go back to that ALCS game because no one has been harder on Gary Cole when it comes to picking up teammates, making errors than me. And in that game, in that moment, after what he did in the ALDS, when you're verse, when you're facing a team like the Astros who are close to perfect, who you can't make mistakes against when that ball drops and isn't caught, Anything that happens after, in my opinion, in that specific circumstance, is not on Garrett Cole. I thought Garrett Cole was fucking fantastic in October. He gained all my respect back after such a shitty... I don't care what you tell me. It was For Garrett Cole, he'll tell you himself it was a shitty regular season. Here's what I'm going to say. It's a definite keep for me. But there's one thing we have to remember. He's 32 years old now. And Garrett Cole isn't going to have many more years where he can be relied upon as the ace. This team needs to get something right. This team needs to construct itself to be able to go the distance while he's still here as the ace. Because if you allow this window to close on Garrett Cole... With the contract you gave him, I don't know where you turn. This year, is we say it every year, but again, with each year that they don't win it, the next becomes even more critical. This year is so critical when we're talking about Garrett Cole that they need to do something right. And they need to use this guy while they still can as the ace to lead them all the way through to the end. As the last team fucking standing. I'm keeping Eric Cole. And I'm, and I'm going to pray. That the Yankees finally build a team around him. Or utilize their young talent. Now. While he's still here as the ace. And not some guy withering away. At the end of his contract and end of his career.
1: Well, you know, you don't know how how much uh, he's got left in a tank. I mean, you look at guys like Scherzer and Verlander, brother. Fucking forty, still pitching
0: like aces. But but are you confident in that? I'm are not you, confident. Are you confident, confident that with each year that passes, the Yankees aren't going to get further from the goal than they are closer?
1: Well, it's the Yankees more so than anything else.
0: Exactly. Well, that's my point. I'm not. My point is, I'm not. I'm obviously keeping Garrett Cole. But but that window is closing to finally put a team together where he can lead them to, to the promised land. Okay. So
1: one more from Mustache Griffey here. Uh, he says, Keep, he needs to consistently be the ace that we desperately need. Yankees will only go as far as he takes us. He had his best postseason performance as a Yankee, and he's just got to build on it.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'll say one last thing about Cole. I think that this postseason brought him back to the guy we needed mentally. And I need to see him. I'm not, again, the regular season is one thing. If he's going to show up in October, that's all I truly care about, assuming this team's going to make it there. But I think for Garakul personally, he needs, to, he needs to keep building upon the guy that he became again in October this year.
1: All right. Oh, God.
0: The Philly flu is really uh, kicking my ass right yeah, now. Yeah, let's get you to
1: bed. So I think I held up pretty good here you except did. for the last few minutes. No, you did. Okay, so we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat all night. Uh, please uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Uh, follow uh, also uh, wherever you listen to this, five-star rating and review, and please go to patreon.com slash NYYST uh, we're taking a little break from there until we got some something to talk about. But please go there for exclusive shows and, con- uh, uh, and content. And uh, that's all I got. So, uh, you know, with Thanksgiving next week, we'll see when the next show will be. Uh, we might take a little bit of a holiday break. We'll discuss it. And, uh, you know, we we'll always play things by year around the holidays. But thank you so much for your continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 307. And Chris, say goodbye. Peace!
0: N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk (gasps) Christian and Chris Of course S-G-R This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee sports talk, record rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas.